I'm nice. And I'm naughty. And, and we're, we're both 40. 40. We're going to tell you how it really is. From our perspective. Tune in on Sundays at 2 p.m. As we dish on topics we're sure you can relate to. Welcome to another episode of Nice, Naughty, and 40. I'm Tanya, the nice one, and my best friend Michelle is the naughty one. But today, I'm sad to say she's a little under the weather. But not to worry, she'll be back next week with more naughty insight, I'm sure. (laughs) And to our returning listeners, thank you for your continued support. And to our new listeners, we really appreciate you checking us out. And we hope that you like what you hear and will subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. Now, you know what else Michelle and I really appreciate when we're joined by special guests, especially ones we consider to be friends who add something special to our podcast. If you're a returning listener or a first-time listener, you're in for a treat. Kia from our domestic fiction, excuse me, domestic women, thinking about domestic fiction, (laughs) Uh, Mother's Day (laughs) episode is back for more. A few weeks ago, one of our social media podcast posts, it was about music from the 80s and the song We Are the World and what is it that 2021 needs? And Kia commented saying that we need something with kindness. Uh, So when deciding to have a discussion about this topic, which seems to be trending these days, I mean, the catchphrase, it appears on T-shirts saying, be kind. I saw one when I was at Sesame Place the other day. (laughs) Kindness counts or some variation of that. You know, we had to have Kia join us and share her story when it comes to kindness. So thanks so much for agreeing to join us again, Kia, especially on such short notice. Thank you. And as always, thank you for having me. You know, I'm a huge fan of this podcast. It's, it's, it's entertaining. Of all the podcasts I listen to that are not famous, this is my favorite. Like, oh, it's, thank it's you. just like that everyday. <laughs> yeah, like it's that everyday thing, but not really. And it's a bunch of, I think about that stuff too. Mm-hmm. I just don't say it. Oh, now I can go talk about it. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Oh, thank you so much. You know, okay, so it's fair to say that you're probably more toward the naughty side than the nice side, which is perfect since Michelle isn't with us today. (laughs) Right, it makes sense. I'm going to, Michelle, I'm just letting you know, there's no one can fill those shoes. I'm telling you this, but I will try to be as... um, as, as as naughty as you are, uh, <laughs> minus a bonnet, and um, we'll keep <laughs> you know, we'll go from there. Yes, yes, you know, because I mean, for me, I've witnessed your kind side though too, um, in high school and even through helping us out with the podcast, you know. Um, so to start us off. I'm sure we've run into people who view kindness as a weakness, and maybe you even feel this way, but. Why do you think people view kindness as a weakness? Okay, so from, again, this is just how I look at a lot of things. Our society, and I need you to know, while I dig that we're on this podcast and we're like on the camera and everything, all of this is part of the internet. I hate the internet. I love the internet, (laughs) but I hate the internet. Because our society has had this major shift 
since the advent of social media. So mm. thanks, Internet. Thanks, Al Gore. According to him, it's his. So <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Michelle would know all of this part. And she has oh! other things to tell you. Um, so he had this song or catchphrase where he kept saying, do it for the gram. Mm. Like, you know, just, just doing whatever you want to do on Instagram for mm-hmm. likes, hearts, or whatever. Mm. And that's where we're at in this world. Like, altruism is dead. And But the funny part is, I'm actually going to say how I'm altruistic. Like, my neighbors are completely baffled by our Christmas gifts. We moved here in 2019, mm. in April. We got everybody little, like, gift cards. Not everybody, but the, the houses that kind of surround us. Mm-hmm. Oh, those people were, like... Why, why'd you give us this? We didn't get you anything. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't ask you to. Mm-hmm. It's okay. No worries. And it's like, um, well, well are, are you sure? Like, you know, listen, it's fine. This is just something we wanted to do. It's not a big deal. It, it's, it's cool. We're good. Mm-hmm. So they're not sure what to make of me all the time because I'm a rough Philadelphian and I'm like a super Philadelphian and Trevor's from Pittsburgh. So they're kind of used to like who he is and his demeanor. Mm-hmm. But you can tell they're looking like, is she being disingenuous? Is she going to want something in return? Um, like, should, or should, is she being really nice? And should we take advantage of that? I mean, like, this is jokes. Like, those people wouldn't. But someone else might. And that's how, you know, we get the Hatfields and McCoys and the neighbors mm-hmm. are fighting. But, you know, that's not really true with how that happened. But people will try to take, sorry, take advantage of someone when they're being kind to them. And unfortunately, that's a horrible way to be and it leave and it can leave you alone. Like that's that lonely state where mm. as you hear people say, they've burned all those bridges. Why would you burn the bridge? Why would you have these connections with people and then set them on fire? Eventually you're left alone on that island with no bridges to connect to any place else. And unfortunately, that's the way for a lot of people. What about you? What do you think about kindness? And is it weakness? Or- <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think it's a weakness, but I do think that some people associate being kind with being weak because being kind usually requires a person to let down his or her guard, you know, to be trusting, to be vulnerable and to risk being taken advantage of. Like you were saying that some people may think, uh, oh, I could take advantage. Um, And I Mm -hmm. think sometimes what happens is if the person on the receiving end of the kindness has ill intentions or is duplicitous, then they themselves are looking at you as being weak. And, you know, even in using myself, I'm sure some people uh, viewed or even view me <laughs> as being, you know, not kind, but weak and being a doormat or a pushover who allows people to use me. Michelle, she, as the naughty one, I'm sure a question she would want us to ask <laughs> is without we got to talk about meanness if we're going to talk about kindness, you know, and let's go. Yes. Yes. This idea, you know, I'm sure, you know, we both heard people say that phrase and I, I know I've heard people say it in my classroom. A, a student did a presentation on music is poetry and did a black eyed peas song. Where is the love? And she started mm-hmm. off her presentation by saying, it's a cruel world. And I just was like, no, it's not a cruel world. But she was just like, it's a cruel <laughs> world. And I mean, like I said, I've said it myself, but when I, um, but I say it kind of like, you know, as a phrase, not that I feel that way totally, but my question to you is, 
you know, do you think there's more mean people, more cruel people, or more kind people in the world? What do you What do you say, Kia? So, and I and I, and I get it. Like, you know, someone someone's probably going to attack this. Like, you don't know everybody in the world because I'm actually someone that says that to people. Yes, go, yes. I don't know anyone that's ever done this. I'm like, well, there's 7.5 billion people here, so mm-hmm. you know all of them. Mm-hmm. But today, I'm going to make this blanket statement and say. <laughs> From my own personal experience, if I had $100 for every time I was called me, I'd probably have about $100,000 easy. <laughs> now, let those numbers sink in. Because I've been called me since kindergarten. Now, mm. someone will go like, how do you remember that far back? Uh, easy, because you remember things from what people do to you. Yes. So it's not that I'm me. I, I, don't, I don't think that I'm me. I just hold on to things longer than most because I take everyone for face value. So mm. what you show me is who you are until you show me that you're not. When someone says that, oh, she's mean, I'm not mean. You didn't see what that person said or did to me. Mm. Now, what the person may have done or said to me, I may have had a knee-jerk reaction depending on what it was, but sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Maybe time has passed. It's been a day, a week, a month, 13 years. But I remember what you did. And if you come around and don't say, you know what? I was a real jerk to you that time when I saw you, you know, it. like, but those people don't think about that stuff because you know why? They're always mean. They're always <laughs> like that to people. They're, it's like breathing to them. They're just always cruel. Like they, they couldn't tell you what, they couldn't tell you what mean thing they said to anyone, any one specific person because they say it all the time. And that is the definition of that mean spirited person. It's like, you just a cranky pants, aren't you? You just, you just woke up like, how can I hate on this world today and hate on everybody I encounter? And just like, what's wrong with you? And, um, and so because of that, like I said, those people are mean. And I do remember those people. But if you're going to call me mean, fine, I'll take it. Give me my world champion belt meanness. <laughs> sit me on my mean throne and just let me be meanie mo meanie. But people, you know, people have encompassed themselves in their own self-serving world. And they don't realize they're being mean because you know what's mean to me more than anything? Being rude. Mm. Being rude is me. Oh you gosh. don't have to be rude. Oh you my god! Don't you don't have to say excuse me. You don't have to just be oh. walking down the street. Stop. Pull out your phone, and then I can almost run into the back of you, or I like kind of bump into you and say excuse me, and you look at me like I'm crazy. It's like, should I not have said excuse me? Should I have mm. said move, be, get out my way? Mm. But you're looking at me like, <laughs> like what's what's your problem? Being rude is like. It's mean. And people don't think of that part because you don't have to be yeah. rude. You don't have to be mean, yeah. but you don't have to be rude. Tanya, what, what, what do you what do you think? Is this is this a cruel, cruel world? Or in the words of uh <laughs> oh goodness. You know, like you were saying earlier, the logical answer is that I don't know everybody in the world. <laughs> uh it's like hard, you know, it's like hard to say if there's more mean or more kind people. But with that being said, if I've encountered my fair share of mean people, definitely. I mean, sometimes multiple times in a day. <laughs> and I mean, have I met nice people? Absolutely. I mean, I'm nice. Many people say I'm too nice, <laughs> but I, I hope. You know what? I don't like that. I yeah. don't. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mm-hmm. don't like that. There is no yeah. such thing as too nice. You're cynical. Whoever is saying that. Mm-hmm. Like when has when has somebody being nice 
been a bad thing. Mm. I don't know what world anybody else lives in, but it's ugly out there. Not even just you're supposed to have a hardened exterior. You know, like, no. So it, maybe, makes, it makes me feel like I'm the minority. You know, I mean, on so many levels. <laughs> maybe that's why our crime is so crazy now. I mean, that's about across the whole world because all the nice people got buried underground. Like we're like chasing mm. you all the way. So yeah. all you guys are, you know, well, don't let these outside forces yeah. change you. Like yeah. you can go to hell yeah. <laughs> because like, I mean, no, there's never something nice. And I mean, that's what I, I try to tell myself, but I mean, like people even still tell me that now when I do things, but I, I look at it like, you know, I, I know kind people. You're, you know, you're very kind. Um, Michelle is too. And, you know, I get to know you all, uh, even in doing the podcast and outside of that. And I firmly believe, though, that how we choose to see the world and interact in it, it's going to determine Absolutely. if there's more mean people or more kind people in it. It doesn't mean, like, like I said, my interpretation of someone doing something mean I might question well I wonder why they did that well maybe they were having a bad day maybe they didn't see me here whereas if I so I'm taking a kinder approach whereas if yes. I come at it in a mean way then I'm ready to fight and I'm getting kicked out of Sesame Please <laughs> you know um, but see you in the news like ooh, I know her I'm, I'm about to not know her though yeah like, <laughs> but I mean I also believe that most people uh, they're born kind and that uh, being mean, it's a learned behavior. And, Absolutely. you know, it's very tough to earn unlearn being mean, I think, you know, uh, be, um, and not only I mean, I mean, I think uh, sometimes what happens is it's our family. It's the people who are supposed to love us. And if they're teaching us to be mean and that's who you believe is all you have, then you just follow suit. And it's hard to break that because sometimes when you, you know, you decide you want to start being kind, then your family's looking at you at, like to go back to the other question as the weak one, you know, you're the weak one. Who like, look at her, look of. at her over there. Yeah. You know, there's a word for that. And um, it, it, it's a very Philadelphia word. So for anybody who's not from Philly, but like that's when someone will call you Joe. And mm. it's like, so let me get this right. Because I told that woman that her, oh, uh, you look really nice today. Cause you don't say you're in a store or whatever. Mm. I'm talking like with strangers. Well, yeah. I like your shoes. They're really cute. Stop being Joe. What? Mm. I like mm. her shoes. Why is that? <laughs> why does that make me Joe? What's wrong mm. with y'all? Yes. What's wrong yes. with y'all? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? And it's, it's a learned behavior. And I, and that's something that, we can talk a lot about because I know you guys had when you guys had the therapist <laughs> on there yes. they need to come back and talk about all these learned behaviors that we need to unlearn because a lot of us all have PTSD from things like that things mm-hmm. that we pick up from family members and kind of don't know why we're doing it why we're repeating these same processes and it's like mm, you shouldn't be doing that there's no yeah. real reason to be mean to someone and I get it there's childhood traumas and childhood lives but it's like you didn't like that stuff as a kid or you didn't you can try to reshape mm-hmm. that some people just want to stay in that state of angst and it's like cool and i know that about people which is why i said when i leave outside these four walls i don't know you might be that person that's still living in that that trauma-filled world and don't want to separate the two Mm -hmm. no i mean and i think like especially like what kind of what you're saying that I think sometimes when people have those mean interactions that it sticks with them more than the kind one. So they're kind of taken off guard when someone is kind and most, you know, most people, and I can include myself in that sometimes 
might hold on to the mean interactions that they have. Not that it makes them unkind, but it, I think it makes it difficult for them to appreciate those kinder ones. And I try my best to hold on to the kind interactions to remind me of how many good people still exist in the world, you know? And it seems to me like people that I encounter that they're on guard, they're on guard. If someone's nice mm-hmm. to them, and especially for me, oftentimes when I'm nice to people, they think I want something from them or that I have Always. an ulterior motive and that it's not genuine. I've actually had people who come to me 10 years later. There's even people, you know, for our listeners, Kia and I went to the same high school. I've had interactions with some people from our high school who said, I used to think you were fake. I didn't think that was real. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like you're like years later, like, so that is really you. (laughs) But you know what? It's like you're saying you have to, people are choosing to see the world a certain way. And Mm -hmm. if you're choosing to remember the kind acts as opposed to the mean ones, like I said, there are those people that just want to live in their, their self-serving, you know, dismal abyss of, of nothingness and anger. And, and, and again, we've, we've had these different conversations about different things. And one thing I know is childhood traumas, teenage traumas, all that stuff. It's like, it will consume you if you let it, including adulthood. But it's like, you got to break out of that or you become the 43 and 44 year old that's still sitting here um, wallowing in self-pity. Something I found out recently just in preparing for the podcast that February is Random Act of Kindness Month. (laughs) And that this we have so many holidays. I know that you know this past like, February, these random, like a few days but that's after a good one. Valentine's I like that. Day, random acts of kindness day. I'm like, huh? Who knew? <laughs> like, I, that I love these days. Like these brand. See, some of these are really good. Like even chocolate chip day. It's like, hey, it's something to make somebody smile. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the random acts of kindness yeah. month. I like that. I gotta start yeah. paying attention to that. Like, I have I have a two part question for you. Um, what's the best random act of kindness someone's done for you? And what's a random act of kindness you've done for someone else? Okay, so there's this amazing bakery out here called Oakmont. It's an Oakmont PA. It's not, it's it's out near Pittsburgh. So it's it's really good. And it was my seventh an- wedding anniversary this year. So I always have something sweet for my birthday or like our anniversary, you gotta have cake. Like it's just, you just have cake, that's, that's my rule. So when we went to Oakmont, it was super crowded because you know, our anniversary's in May. So the world started opening back up. It was packed to the gills. There were people at tables, people eating outside cafe style. So when we walk in, we took a number because we were only getting bakery stuff. And um, we were like number 47 and they were on 13. And I'm like, we're going to be here for like two and a half hours. But I didn't care. I was like prepared to do that mentally. Like it was a Saturday morning. I'm prepared. So this woman walks up to me, taps me on my shoulders, hands me her little ticket stuff and said, here you go. She was number 14. They were on 13. I looked at her and she's like, I already have my stuff. I said, oh my God, thank you so much. That's so awesome. She was like, you're welcome. And Next, you know, they're like 14. Like, that's us. Let's go. So we got our stuff. 
But while he was ordering everything for us to get, I walked over to the woman because I saw her. She was sitting with her husband. And I let her know, like, while we were waiting, I said, you know, today's my seventh wedding anniversary. And I drove all the way out here to get a cake. And I, I just want you to know that you made my day. Like, I mean, this was a great day because it's my anniversary. But you put the icing on the cake that I'm about to purchase. And she smiled and, like, giggled a bit. And her husband smiled. And they said, you know, you're welcome and happy anniversary. And I was like... And like when we left out of Oakland, I was like, wow. And he was like, wasn't that just like amazing that it happened that way? I said, yeah. And she picked us. And I was just so happy. Like <laughs> she just picked us and it was just, it was just, she didn't have to do that. She could have took that number because she already got her stuff, but who cares? They would have just skipped 14. Either they'll call it. And if nobody answers, they move on. It's like, here you mm-hmm. take it. I've already got my stuff. Like, oh, I ain't got to wait till 47. But that was that was just a really nice thing to do. She, there was no reason for her to do it. She just did. And, you know, I mentioned my neighbors earlier. So on the left side of me is my one neighbor. He had a, a stroke and some other health ailments. So he's like a little frail. And then on the side of him is a couple and she's blind. She's a chef. She can cook, and but she's, she's blind. So her wife was at work. And my, like I said, my neighbors, these are like two of my neighbors, like, you know, in, in order. It snowed. It was the middle of the day. Trevor was at work. I was going to shovel our driveway and things out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go shovel their stuff. Nice. And so every time I see them, they're like, you didn't have to do that. And and and, 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 and Chef was like, oh, you know, well, my wife would have been home later and, and she would it's fine. It's, it's okay. Well, you know, um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cook you up something. And she's southern, and so, and so it's like she's like from Charleston or something. So she had this thick southern accent. So I'm gonna have to cook you up something. Make you some uh, make you some gumbo or something. And I'm looking like it's fine. You don't have to. I just I was already out there doing my own. I figured I do. You guys. She's like, yeah, but you know, you you don't have to time out. I mean, and she was really trying to figure out why. And then my other neighbor, when he sees me, if I'm sitting on the porch. He goes, hi, neighbor. He was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to repay y'all back for all the times y'all shoveled or or trimmed back my hedges. And I was like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, we're neighbors. No, but you know, no, I don't know. Leave me alone. So then when I do that, it's like, <laughs> you know, and I, and, I, and I laugh. I go like, leave me alone. And I start laughing. He goes, I know. But I said, listen, we're good. It's good. It's all good. I, I wouldn't do it. Believe me. I'm telling you, look at me. If I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. You guys don't owe me anything. But still, we've been here two years. These people still question it. I'm like, what, what, what's the problem? I don't understand. <laughs> like, I wish somebody would just do some kind for me in that way. And that's why I said altruism was dead. Because people act like it's a foreign concept. Like, what is that? Who does something for nothing? <laughs> I actually like this question because... <laughs> Listen, altruism is a big thing for me. Like I, cause it does, I feel like it really doesn't exist. And so I want to know if you've had these moments, cause I kind of think that you're the altruistic person that's doing things for people, but who's, 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 who's doing something for Tanya without any, you know, like, I'm like, uh, I know where she's at. I don't see anybody doing anything nice for her. Like I just don't. I had a, quite a few different people do stuff for me. Definitely a random act of kindness that changed my life. Uh, and it's borderline random or coincidental. Mm-hmm. Um, my former assistant dean at my college, 
she took a chance on me when I had nowhere the amount of experience as uh, many of my colleagues had. I mean, I remember when I first got hired, even in my position um, as an assistant professor before moving to an associate professor, and when they went around the round table and like, okay, and and how long have you been here? And everyone's like, 10 years, 15 years, and like a year. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Uh, but I remember like I was a, I was in an adjunct position. I was only in the position for the one semester and she recommended me. This is how I got the ball rolling with the position I have now as a, a full time uh, professor. And she recommended me for a temporary full time position to the dean. She didn't wow. have to. She just observed me once in, cl- in, in my class. Uh, and she you know, I thought I was coming in for an interview but I was coming in to pick courses. Mind you, that's not the procedure anymore. Like the procedure now is even if you are going in for a temporary position, there's still a committee that you got to interview for with a bunch of people to determine if you're going to get the temporary position, which might be for, you know, one semester or maybe uh, for spring and fall. Uh, But knowing I'm like wow she really looked out I mean to me that was an absolute act of kindness because she at the time when I got the position I was still um in my uh in my 20s and not my late 20s either and so I'm like okay I'm in my 20s I don't have as much experience as all of these other people have I'm in an adjunct role but she saw something in me and she exercised what I believe to be kindness because I'm quite sure she may have gotten flack from some people who said, well, she doesn't have this. She doesn't have that. Yet she still you know, took a chance on me. And so I always think about that, like if she didn't take that chance and if she wasn't kind towards me, that I wouldn't be where I am now. So to me, that was like the ultimate, you know. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people awesome, like when though. you think about like like some people think about how they got the job they got and and the person like you know my what? job I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a chance because you're you're like please just give me a chance <laughs> that's my job like the job yeah. I have right now I, first of all you had to have like computer programming experience you had to have a degree and I got this job ten years ago because I was on some project and um, shout out to Marianne Rosa. But yes, shout out to Marianne Rosa. She was like, oh, I was on this project with with this this girl named Nakia down in um, AR follow-up. And she told my former manager, like, you should interview her for one of those positions up there and, you know, grab her. And he's like, I said, I can't do this job. You need a degree. She was like, don't worry about that. Mm. Don't worry about don't. That says all those requirements. Don't worry about that. He says he could teach you programming. He could teach you blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay, she's like, just go interview for it. Just, I'm telling you, go interview. At the end of the interview, he's like, the job's yours if you want it. I said, excuse me? He's like, it's yours if you want it. Mm -hmm. And you're saying you're in your early 20s. Those people were, they probably were sitting here making voodoo dolls of you. Like, I hate her. Like, at this point, those people (laughs) probably really mean and probably want to be rude to you. Like, you know, she got that job and she... She was here like two years. She's yeah. here. Yeah, I've been here 15. You know, those people probably mm-hmm. are really sitting there like, yeah, she get that job over me. Being <laughs> kind and being a certain kind of way, people pick up on that and go, yeah. 
That's what we need on our team. Mm-hmm. That's what we need as our staff. That's what we need in this world. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about your uh, your altruism. What have what have oh. what are you out there doing well, for the I world love, to make it a better place? I love 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 doing um, acts of kindness. Um, here's one I actually told Michelle about. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I try not to mention it every episode, but I'm quite sure I've mentioned it in more than half of the episodes that I do kickboxing. <laughs> but I left a note card in one of the lockers uh, with some kind word, like I hand wrote it. Uh, and mm-hmm. I put, um, and I, I purchased these little cards to go inside of it, inside of the note card. And they're called uh, love cards. And they're really cool. And it just has like a, it's a, like a gold leaf note. And it has a little, it might have a little message on there that says, you know, you're, you're doing great. Just keep going. Or it might say you're, you know, you're such a special person or something like that. And then I wrote something in the inside of it just some words of encouragement. Cause I said, you know, maybe there's someone who they're here, but they're going through something. And so I didn't, obviously I didn't address it to anyone, but I just was like, Oh, maybe this will brighten up someone's day. And so it was found and the recipient, I guess was just so excited about it. And they were just so moved that they decided to post it on social media. They posted it on Facebook. And so they asked, they said, you know, I found this in the locker, you know, in kickboxing. Who left such a lovely note? This really made my day. And so don't you know that someone actually took credit, like they commented under there and they confessed that it was them? And I was like, I needless to say, I was like, that was mean of them to take credit. That was mean. That was mean. <laughs> but I didn't want to reveal myself because it was supposed to be a random act of kindness. And so I'm like, well, if I reveal myself, then it's no longer a random act of kindness. It makes it sound like I'm just sticking my chest out saying, yeah, it was me. So I never told them it was me. But then what wound up happening was someone did actually ask me, like, Tanya, was it you who left a note? I don't think it was the person who said you know and they seemed like they said it seems like something you would do and I was like yeah and they said well why didn't you say anything and I said because that was the whole point I'm not going to say anything because it was just supposed to be out there you know altruism is when you do things for the sake of being kind not because you expect to be rewarded for being kind and and so that was my whole point of not saying anything but yeah, uh, but some some things I used to do a lot more before the restrictions happened is I, I love to leave coupons in stores on the product, you know, especially if it's a good one, like 50% off or buy one. I was one. about to write that like, down and the, tell um, you something. I put it on the um, the toilet paper or whatever. Like, I know it's, you know, like, especially if it's like still got a good week on it. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to use it. I, I go looking through. the. I'm like, oh, I'm looking through the coupons for other people clipping them going through you know and i'm like okay i'm at i love market whatever and i you people are amazing (laughs) no you people make a difference in the world i just bought a uh like we buy zevia it's the sugar-free like no Uh artificial colors soda whatever right so Mm -hmm. um Someone had a coupon sitting right there on top of it. Mm-hmm, and this is a dollar do. off. <laughs> and I love that. Where they stick it on. I love you people. I'm serious. Like, listen, love like love like, you know, like family members. Like you people are amazing. You're the real <laughs> MVPs of the world. It, you just saved me a dollar. Like, you know, and not like just because you saved me a dollar, but it's like the fact that you thought about someone else, like, hey, they can maybe use these great mm-hmm. savings and pass them on. Like, that is 
No, yeah, especially if I'm not going to use it. Why not? And sometimes yeah, so you're like, happens, why waste it? Yeah, and sometimes what happens is, um, like, we'll get uh, these Clipper magazines that are sent to the house, and we was um, and we live up the street from Outback Steakhouse, and so we would go there mm-hmm. frequently prior to the pandemic, and a lot of times they would have double coupons, so I would clip both of them, and I'm like, okay, well we got our twenty percent off. Then we're going to bring the other one in. And so, and this is off the entire bill, you know? And so mm-hmm. I would purposely like look for a huge family. And I found this huge family. It was like six of them finishing up their meal. And at first it was, you know, husband, boyfriend, whoever. And like, when I'm like, excuse me, I have this coupon. I was wondering if you would like it. And he's looking at me like I'm trying to sell him something or like I'm this shady lady. And he's like, no, that's all right. <laughs> and so then the wife's like a coupon. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see that. And she's like, oh, sure. Thanks. And then after they paid for their meal, they came over to our table and she, you know, they're all like thanking me. And they're like, you know, we saved like about $20 on that meal. They're and, tipping and, tax. And like that, you know, that was, you know, she's like, oh, that was so nice of you. And so that made me feel good. And then this actually happened uh, a few months ago at Great Adventure. Um, we had flash passes, not like the all day ones, but we got like, um, mm-hmm. like the ones where you get like a selected amount of them and so uh we had these extra ones for the joker ride i actually i mean you would have thought i was a scalper like i stood near the entrance who did these uh, looking, these yeah looking like for a group because we had four of them because we had like and and so i wasn't I, I can't do roller coasters like i used to and neither can my sister and it was us and my uh, and my daughter and my niece and so we had they had already went on so we weren't going to use the other ones and so it's crazy. I'm telling you, Kia, so many people passed me like I was panhandling. <laughs> and and then finally a family stopped and they're and I was like, I, I was like, I don't want anything. I just want to give them to someone because their time passes. So, I mean, if I just drop them on the ground, no one's probably going to pick them up. So I wanted to give them to someone in their hand because I'm like, these are timed. You need to like if you're about to get on the ride, you got an hour to use them. You just go to the flash pass line and you can bypass this two hour wait if you want. Right. <laughs> and so that two hour like, line. You know, yeah. And so they're like, oh, you know, thank you so much. And so it just I don't know. It makes me feel so good to be kind to people. I mean, if I know them, especially when I don't know them, because it's to me, it's like it'll show them that most people aren't mean. Uh, or out to get them and they might remember me and say you know remember that one time that lady who we didn't know gave us a coupon or that lady gave us those flash passes and we didn't even know her see all people aren't mean and so I'm hoping that you know my kind act would brighten up someone's day or maybe change their perspective you know on it being such a cruel world um so speaking of um changing perspectives you know I think we all can agree that kindness can go a long way so let's talk about how you know we can do something about it of course you know we can only control ourselves we can't control what other people are doing so what can we do to promote kindness what do you say Kia I'm direct I just am and you know and and sometimes my directness comes with a, a colorful 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 vocabulary okay (laughs) you know i mean just profane but my directness is also a way so that people will understand i don't mix my words so if i said it that's what i mean you're you're not going to get something different i'm not duplicitous in that like if that's what i said that's what i meant but i realized that when i told you before when i leave out of these four walls of my house 
I step out into the world to spread kindness. I say good morning. I wave to my neighbors. One day I was out there, um, the recycling guys were out there. And when I was grabbing my, my, my bin back, I told them, I said, thank you so much. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day. And, um, and, and your week, because it was like a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He was like, he was so like confused about the words I was saying to him. He's like, oh, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. You too, you too, you too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody says thank you to people anymore. I know that inside my four walls, I don't always spread my kindness, but I also know the people I live with or the people I'm around, like family and friends in that way. But strangers, I don't know you. I don't know your life. I don't know what you're going through. I cannot walk a mile in your shoes. I can I can be as empathetic as I can to strangers if there's something that I see going on. But other than that, this is gonna sound really weird. I assume that everybody has problems in the world. So the last thing they need is some random person that's like four foot 11 screaming at them for no reason. Like they don't need that. And why would I go to a cashier and be a jerk to her because I'm in a sour mood? I've, I've said this time and time again, if you're in a bad mood like that, don't go to work. Don't come to work like that. We all got to interact with each other. Don't come to work. Stay home. Don't. And, and it's like, oh, well, they have to work at Acme. So, you know, they can't. Maybe that's feeding their family. You know what? You're right. Maybe that is feeding their family. So, you know what I'm not going to do? When I go to that cashier line and I see that they're in a bad mood, I'm going to get my stuff. I'm going to say good morning or afternoon or whatever. I'm going to get my bags and I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to pile on. Listen, if I could count the number of times I've shifted someone's mood because the the customer before me was just being a total jerk, like just total, mm. just chaos, you know? And true story, was that Burger King, this woman was leaning on her horn, going off, screaming through the drive-thru. When she pulled up to the window, she's like, I've been waiting in this line for 10 minutes. She's like, listen, I'm the only one here. We had some call-outs, just like heavily during COVID. And this woman was an older woman. And, and then watching her carry on that way. So when the woman gave her her stuff and she pulled off and I like gave her the finger and honked her horn again and pulled off. You know, when I pulled up, that woman was like, I'm sorry for the wait. I was like, I'm sorry, but you had to deal with that. I'm sorry that that woman was about 60 something years old and felt that that was the way she should have conducted herself while you're at your job. If she felt that strongly, she should have made her own breakfast at home. She's asking you to prepare her meal. This is absurd. And the woman's like... Yeah, it's okay. I said, it's not okay. You shouldn't have to deal with something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the woman started smiling and said, thank you. I was like, you don't need that. You know, you know, that's, that's me and how I see things and how to spread kindness. Like it's, it, it's little things. It's just little things. But how about you, Tanya? Like what's, a, what do you think we can do to help promote kindness? Cause I'm all for options. I mean, it doesn't always have to be me. You know, mm-hmm. I like for, I like other options. Uh, one word, accountability. You know, round of we, applause, people. Yes, round of applause. Yes, we <laughs> we must we must hold ourselves accountable for our own actions. You know, I remember when I was younger and a kid was picking on me, or did something mean, or even you know a sibling picking on me. And if I reacted in anger, you know, if I would be admonished by my teacher or mom. And the, the response would be from me, but she started it or he started it or they called me this or called me that. And what usually what happened is the teacher or my mom 
would ask a question, well, what did you do? And looking back on that, I don't think that the teacher or my mom was attempting to excuse the behavior of the other kid, but to call my actions into question, you know, regarding being kind, even when others are not. And I think that that's the difficult part for a lot of people is when they're, you know, confronted with mean behavior, do they react in a mean way or do they say, I'm going to try to be kind. I'm not saying be foolish either, you know, but to be still be kind and being kind could be just saying, you know, I'm not going to say anything in this moment, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. we, you know, we got to ask ourselves, what have I done that was genuinely kind today? Like at the end of each day, that's something that I do. I even keep a gratitude journal, but sometimes it could be, you know, uh, it could be something that's really small or really big, depending on where you're coming from. Maybe it's something that you don't usually do. Maybe when driving, you're one of those people who doesn't let the other car in. (laughs) And so, you know, like, you know what? I'm gonna let you in. (laughs) Wait, this is funny. Yeah. Out here, it's called the Pittsburgh left. So somebody yeah. that wants to cut across traffic, and yeah. Trevor will sit there go like, "You stay giving somebody a Pittsburgh left." I said, "Cause when I was in Philly, nobody would ever let me even get onto the on ramp, yeah. like ever. It's like you're just trying to get on the boulevard or yeah. on the expressway. Yeah. It's like nobody won't let me on. So yeah. now I'm the no, no. You go ahead. I'm gonna stop all this traffic. You mm-hmm. go ahead. You go ahead too. Like yeah, and I mean that that's an act of kindness, and that person might like, be like, ahead. "Oh, thank you." I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, that's that's an issue where it is difficult to go back to altruism because when they don't give me the wave, I do get a little annoyed. I lose like, it. Hey, they I, the wave. Like, but then I gotta remember, it. if I'm letting you in, I gotta let you in knowing that you might not give me the wave. This, this is you're <laughs> you're right. Thank you. See, look at this. That's the kindness right there. Like, I, you're absolutely right because I'm sitting here like, but they didn't even say because I didn't have that moment like. Well, if you should have said thank you, punk. And I'll say that like to myself. And, <laughs> and then it's like, wait, but I was letting them go because there's this long line behind them and yeah. nobody's not going to let them make this yeah. turn. Yeah. So it's backing up all that traffic and all mm-hmm. like, you know, just go ahead. I mean, I think about stuff that, you know, maybe it puts you out of your comfort zone too. Like, there's some people who, and I mean, I think that this also might be like we were talking about learned behaviors. Some people may not make eye contact. It could be a cultural thing, but in some mm-hmm. instances, it may not totally be cultural. And by cultural, I mean international cultural. Right. Uh, Absolutely. And then they're, you know, they're they're here in the U.S. and they're like, we don't do that in our country. But I'm saying, like, even within certain neighborhoods, some people, it's out of their comfort zone to simply say good morning. And or to give eye contact and say, how are you today? You know, I found that good morning is disarming, that there's people who when I say good morning, I mean, I'm not talking about a superficial like you sincerely. Oh, good morning. And and, and it's like your voice goes up an octave and so does theirs. Mm -hmm. And they're surprised like you said, good morning to me. And or how are you today? And it's sincere. How are you today? And it could result in a smile and a willingness to be kind in return. I agree with you about the 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 good morning is disarming. It it absolutely is. And I'm saying absolutely, because that's why when you say good morning to someone, you get the upward inflection, you get all and it is genuine, you know. This was a lot. I didn't even think this podcast was gonna go this far. I was just thinking about we are the world, honestly, and just just that 80s conversation went really left. And um, but it went it went left to go right. Like it's like if everything felt so much kinder, there was 
positive. Like to go back full circle to what you were saying in the beginning regarding social media, uh, while it has its benefits, I think just in having conversations more and talking more, that that could be something that could be beneficial. Like this conversation that we had, I mean, I think it was great. It was, you know, uh, I, I really appreciate you and thank you for your kindness and not even just agreeing to do the podcast, but uh, being able to be uh, supportive, Kia. I mean, especially considering, you know, that Michelle was under the weather. And I mean, you had me thinking about kindness all together and how we could even go even further uh, than I initially thought. And I'm one who focuses a lot on kindness. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so to our listeners, think about, you know, your thoughts when it comes to kindness. Do you think it's a weakness? Uh, does kindness really make a difference? Uh, if you uh, do, uh, one of your acts of kindness. Um, maybe you can follow us on um, Instagram. That could be a wonderful act of kindness. Nice.naughty.40. <laughs> uh, that's four zero. Or join our Facebook group, Nice, Naughty, and 40. Uh, Michelle and our guest, uh, Kia, and I, we would uh, definitely love that act of kindness. <laughs> um, for now, it's about that time to leave you with the motivational quote. And though it's a short one by Aesop, uh, many of you may be familiar with him, the Greek uh, fabulist and storyteller from many, many years ago. We're talking BC, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's still today. Um, No act of kindness, no matter how small, is ever wasted. And like this one for me, it's, you know, if only we all realized that a grand gesture doesn't necessarily need to be grand. Uh, This quote, it supports exactly what I said before. Sometimes a smile, a good morning, or holding a door for a person behind you is enough to make people feel good and want to pass that kindness along. So um, Kia, what's your thoughts on this quote? Okay. I have to say this one thing that you just said. Have you seen that commercial? They don't run it anymore. It says, it's some like little cheese ball commercial. I like those. And it said kindness, pass it along. Yeah. And it was like, and I'm like, and now because you said that, I'm like, I haven't seen that commercial in nearly a decade. Like I'm really thinking about this. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find that commercial. And she's right. You should follow and you definitely should follow on like Facebook, because that's where I'm like really interactive on there. Because I'm gonna <laughs> find that commercial and I'm gonna post it and talk about how. See, they're taking it away from they want us to be mean. I'm is something wrong with this machine of social media and the internet? Mm. You want us to be mean because you want us to stay in this internet fake simulated world. I t- that's how I feel. And I'm going off. We on need some to, weird we gotta tangent. do an episode about that. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm going off on the tangent, but it does feel like that. Like you want us to turn Wall-E. You want us to turn into Wall-E. I, that movie that like, we're just self-contained. But anyway, um, I digress, y'all. But a little bit of kindness goes a long way. Something so small and mundane, and that means it is a mundane thing, is saying hello with a slight curl of lips. Nobody said you got to show your whole pearly whites, but just, you know, a little curl of the lips, and, you know, to, to, of that smile. It can greatly affect someone's life. And before all the women come on here yelling at me, trying to have my head, I'm not talking about that unwanted smile that y'all get when you're walking down the street from some creepy man that's trying to hit on you 
or when you're on the septa bus. I understand, ladies, you don't want some straight man just telling you smile because you got this straight face. You're focused. You're trying to go to your job. He's just trying to hit on you. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying say hello or smile when someone, you know, you kind of had that that eye connection. And like you said, Tanya, we're not talking about like the excluding cultural differences in that way. Mm-hmm. That eye contact, smile. Because the eye contact, Philadelphia-wise, like, are you gritting on me? Are you giving me a stare down? Mm-hmm. But if you smile, it suddenly becomes something else. Because what you, people don't realize when you smile, your eyes dance. That's why even though we had masks, people could tell I'm smiling because my eyes changed, my eyebrows. You can still tell when someone smiles. And, you know, it makes me think too, Again, more commercials. I'm going to blow up Facebook with all these videos. So, like back in the day, we used to get those PSA commercials. And, you know, as a Gen Zer, it's always drugs and teen pregnancy or starving kids in Africa for whatever reason. And, but we did get a lot of those that were also like positive and pleasant and talked about kindness. Well, this one in particular, I love it. It said, it takes 14 muscles to smile and 72 to frown. Mm. I remember that commercial. I don't even know if that's true. I'm serious. I don't know if that's true. And I could Google it and I could find the answer. And it may not be the answer that I want to see debunking my own little motto. So I'll pass. I'll keep telling myself that it takes 14 muscles to smile and 72 to frown. So the way I see it, a smile is less effort, but has the most impact. So just be kind. Until next time, whatever you do, live your best life by loving yourself.